Maybe we've got it all ask backwards. Let me ask you, how do you see God? As the great protector or the great provider? It doesn't say I can avert and avoid all things through Christ who shields me, but it does say something else. And it's time for another unbuckled, bumpy ride with your guide, the stark-raving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. Welcome to my podcast based on my brand new book, available on Amazon, Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N. It's a year-long guide to gratitude and our daily grind. The book that combines some timeless wisdom from a whole lot of the world's wiser people with the reflections, reactions, and wisecracks of the guide's author, me. And it guides you, the reader, through the simplest system for a happy, healthy, authentic, and genuinely grateful everyday experience. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, amperage.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... God Talk Time again. And if that offends, ask yourself a question. Ask why. Ask... Why am I hearing this God talk again? But when you ask, when we ask, should we ask ourselves, am I doing this all, ask backwards? I mean, am I anticipating it and finding God talk exciting? Or am I put off and annoyed and wishing to be protected from exposure to God talk? Or for that matter, protected from lots of different things that we wonder why it's happening to us. Man, have I asked that. Why is it happening to us? Again, you know, you ever feel that? You know, why is it happening to me? This stuff, this way, way more than I want. Especially if so much of the other God talk that I've been told said God was my protector, you know, my safe place, my fortress, my shield, etc., 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 and on and on. Hey, God, let's talk. Where's that protection you promised me, huh? Huh. Not so sure God did. That when God talked, what God said as protect, at least, you know, the way some folks figure it to feel like, not sure that's what was said. Because if I'm going to trust someone to protect me, well, then I'm going to expect them to take control. This idea that God is in control, quote-unquote, God is in control, it seems like it honors God. Because many folks mistakenly think that absolute control over everything at every moment is a fundamental requirement for God to be God, to just be God, for God to do God's job. But that turns folks into powerless and often paralyzed victims instead of powerful, faith-filled followers. You know, the way we were created to be. People ask for protection. I have. And I'm not 100% sure, though, 
that we all, that they really know what that's going to entail and what that means. I mean, what is godly protection? And then what happens is they hit bumps in the road and they end up going on like a faith free fall. I've been there. I've done that. I've tried prayer and relying on what I felt was faith, but it was, it was faith about as far as I could throw myself a Hail Mary pass. Just toss it up high and hope for the outcome to land in my hands. But that's, that's just using prayer. That's not useful prayer. You've heard it said, God is my co-pilot. Guess what? Maybe it's time to switch seats. And ask yourself, is prayer being used as your steering wheel or your spare tire? Where you're trying to control things or what's going to help you in an unforeseen emergency. I mean, most folks don't pray, you know, P-R-A-Y, pray, as much as they beg that they don't fall prey, P-R-E-Y, fall prey to particular outcomes. Do you ask God to protect you from things or to provide you the power for things? Problem is, gaining power is not video game-like, you know, where you push a button and power up. No, you got to go through what you can't do to become the you that can do what you can't do. And you know who upstairs? You know who knows what you got to go through to be able to do what you're asking you know who to protect you through or to empower you to do. Dooby dooby do again. Dooby do. <laughs> it's really what it is. Dooby dooby do. It's really what it is. It's a balance back and forth of what we do and who we profess to be as we expect things to happen and what we're willing to do in faith and who we label God to be and what we expect God to do. Get it? Do, be. It, it's do, be. It's, it's like, scooby-doo! <laughs> I heard it said that, quote, if there is a God, his plan is very similar to someone not having a plan. Don't get offended yet, folks. Maybe that's not too far from the plan. I mean, even those without a specific step-by-step -step strategy plan of attack and a to-do list, they want a good outcome. They just don't over-plan, don't over-protect. Like a helicopter parent, they don't hyper-intervene. And their plan, if you want to call it that, is to set good things in motion and trust to see what you do with it. A quote, For I know the plans I have for you, plans not to harm you but to bless you, plans to prosper you, give you hope and a future. Yeah, look that one up. It'd be a great place to find it. So, before you look it up, how do you see God in your future? Protector, provider, or expectations of being a preventer? Honestly, the Bible does reference the protection of God, but do we humans, we want to see God's Protection, do we want to see it as like a magic force field that keeps us from facing heavy-ass harm? Yes, God has the power to prevent any evil or destruction. But, is He supposed to? And did He even ever promise to? We've got to remember that we live in a fallen world where we have free will. It's kind of a free-fallen world. Thank you, Tom Petty. Fallen and free will. We have free will. And so does God. Recent conversation with someone, had this, uh, this talk with somebody, the subject of grace came up, actually, he brought it up. 
and mentioned that they'd had a previous conversation with somebody in the past who'd asked them this question about grace. And, and he said that anyways, he said that he saw grace as eternal and infinite because God is everywhere and grace comes from God, wherever he is, and that God's grace is infinite. So that meant everyone got it. He even said, so don't be surprised when you see Hitler in heaven. Now that might ruffle a few feathers and maybe it should. But I told him I saw grace as all those things plus one. Plus, it is a choice. Grace is a choice to be asked for, a choice to be given, and a choice to be received. And that unless choosing grace, you know, the giving and the receiving was a choice, then grace was not part of free will. It would be a default. And that that approach was faulty coming from someone who believed in free will, some God who actually created free will. I asked my friend to consider that grace was not a protection or a guarantee of any outcome, just that it was a free will gift to be free will received that I never earned so I could not deserve, but God did provide me with the chance to make that choice and the chance to ask and the chance to receive. Once again, God is my 100% provider, not my full-time protector. But what are we expecting when we ask God for protecting? Well, I like how that rhymes. What are we expecting when we ask God for protecting? Many times, God works in ways that we do not understand. Sometimes God's protection comes in the form of like just a peace and a strength in the middle of despair. Other times, I'll tell you, God's protection comes as an ending, as an outcome, because he sees something more on the horizon that we cannot see yet. See, God's already been across that finish line, so he knows we don't need to reverse engineer it. We don't need to figure out the outcome that we think is best, that we think we want, and then to pray in a specific way to hope that's how it all plays out. We can be about this very ask backwards. I hope you're hearing that correctly. Ask backwards. We tend to, but we should not, just look for prayers and passages in the Bible to prove and substantiate our viewpoints. Instead, what we should do is look at all of Scripture and adjust our views to match that truth. I'm going to say that again. We are ask backwards if we tend to just look for prayers and passages in the Bible to prove our viewpoints. Instead, we should look at all of Scripture and adjust our views to match its truth. And the Bible does not have a lockdown on God anyways. I mean, it is, after all, just what it kind of stands for. Bible, B-I-B-L-E, basic instructions before leaving earth. There's lots of out-of-the-good-book, out-of-the-box perspectives on God, our protector and God provider. Voltaire once said, May God defend me from my friends. I can defend myself from my enemies. It's, it's kind of a quirky quote that is similar and mirrors something that I read. It says, I told God to protect me from my enemies, and I started losing friends. They're close sometimes, aren't they? The Bible tells us to love our neighbors and also to love our enemies, probably because they are generally, at times, the same people. Ouch. But what about the saints who walk on earth? You mean like Mother Teresa? She's the one who said, I know God will not give me anything I can't handle. I just wish that he didn't trust me so much. <laughs>
Well, I'm glad Mother Teresa said it, because the book never said that. It never said God won't give you more than you can handle. It just said you can do all things through God, but you get to be the doer. Get to be the doer. Do be, do be, doer. Circling back. So instead, I read the other book to search, to hunt, and peck for examples of provide, prevent, and protect. I went to Webster's. And the essential meaning, according to Webster's, of protect is to keep someone or something from being harmed or lost, etc. Such as, give an example, he had no raincoat to protect from getting drenched. And Webster's said the essential meaning of provide to make adequate preparation for a possible event, such as they allowed and provided new qualifications that must provide for changes in technology. That's what Webster said. But Webster's also said there's an essential meaning of the word prevent, which was to keep something from happening or arising. Bing, 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 bing. But Webster's didn't have the bing, bing, bing thing. But their example was that an action must be taken to prevent further accidents. Is that what we're really sometimes asking from God? Prevention versus protection. Prevention generally comes before protection, and it is meant to avert the threat before it occurs, before it happens, before it enters our radar. Protection is the next step after that, and usually it takes over if prevention fails. Protection is a combination of security equipping and safety procedures that we use to defend against and eliminate threats. Prevention. Prevention is preventing from an exposure to or experiencing something that's more, when, when we expect prevention, we're really expecting more of an intervention than protection. See, what helps the outcome through the scary stuff is going to be accepting that there need to be scary times and scary stuff in order for us to receive God's protection, not prevention. For God to do God's job, which, by the way, it's God's job description. He wrote it, not us. It's not our place to tell God how well he's doing his job. That's what happened in the book of Job, but that is a whole other episode. But I looked, and I didn't see much about God the intervener, God the preventer, God the protector, yes. God the provider, heavens yes. Heavens yes. And you know me, normally, I'd have said, hell yes. But this time, I tried to do what hopefully God would want me to. Not so much intervene and prevent you from hearing the word hell, being exposed to the awareness of hell, but instead, provide you with an alternative option and choice. Heavens, yes. And now more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Today's entry from page 342. The expert said, I declare to you that woman must not depend upon the protection of man, but must be taught to protect herself, and there I take my stand. That was Susan B. Anthony. Wow. And the guy's point of view on this? I remember a gal who said that every woman deserves a hero, so she 
should best get busy learning to become one. What do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned? It wasn't just easily handed out to you. Where are you adding to the world that's not only about you? Now reflect on all of this, respect it. Be grateful for all of that. Before you navigate someplace next, please like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live Life Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Ampurage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now, go get a little dirty learning something new. Earning what's not given to you. Adding to this crazy world that we share. And navigating your way to something new. And next.